The kayfabe crunch is kept sharp with thanks to Thumbtack Jacks. Our July 4th sale is now on. No, wait, now it's on. Buy our new home security kit and protect your family from intruders. Simply spread a bag of tacks on your doorstep and secure your property. Home Alone style. The Kayfabe Crunch. Newsly squeezed. Good news! This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Saturday, July 4th, 2020. I'm Stuart Seated Senton. Coming up, we have news from the Great American Bash, Fighter Fest, and our old friend, SmackDown. Sort of sounds miserable next to the other two. But first, on this day in grappling history, in 1987, War Games was born. Thank you, Regal. It featured the four horsemen losing in what would become their signature match. Legend has it the match was originally to be named Warhorse, but Steven Spielberg had already filed that trademark. In 1993, Lex Luger slammed Yokozuna aboard the USS Intrepid in a move that nearly started an unexpected proxy war for the Bush administration. And five years ago today, WWE presented The Beast in the East, where they primarily showcased the best from the West. The mouth of the South wasn't booked, and to complete this set of wordplay, here's a fourth from the North. Happy Independence Day to America! As a Brit living in this, for immigration reasons, I'm going to go with great country, you'd think today of all days would be something of a sore spot. But no, as a proud coffee drinker, I really love what you guys did with all that tea. Get in the sea, tea. And now let's get on with the tipsy toast news. Top story, a grand old piss-up. Addiction is a serious issue affecting our nation. And so we would like to preface this story by saying we don't agree with the words or actions of one Seamus O'Shaughnessy. Smackdown closed with a well-stocked bar being placed in the ring. This is a sport, right? Jeff Hardy was drawn out like a moth to a flame, or perhaps more realistically, like an alcoholic to a load of booze. Despite the promised toast from Seamus, Hardy was surprised to see his tormentor was still at home, sat beside a well-stocked bar of his own. Seamus sat there and drank gallons of Galway's finest, while delivering an increasingly slurred speech about Hardy's problems with alcohol and facing reality. Seamus then attempted to drive, but not a vehicle as he himself was over the limit, no, he attempted to drive Hardy to drinking once more, by recapping his life in a disgusting eight-line poem. We won't be repeating this poem on this program, not because its contents included the dehumanization of those suffering with addiction, but because the rhyme scheme was all over the place. It was a mess. 
Seamus insisted he was there to help, and that he'd even sent his personal butler, Jeeves, to pour Hardy his first drink. Now, this was a disgusting piece of stereotyping from the liquored up, hot-headed, quite frankly ginger Irishman. To name a butler Jeeves is just, it's so on the nose, it's offensive. For a moment, it appeared as though Hardy was going to take a sip. As he said, what's the worst that could happen? Matt, you could, you could turn into Matt. Instead, he smashed the bottle over Jeeves's head and delivered a swanton to the barkeep. Yes, Hardy held on to his sobriety, despite a huge test from the sport he participates in. If you were affected by any of the issues raised in this program, please seek out a professional. We, we don't know what the hell we're saying. And now it's time for your fast count, the Bivens Enterprises of News. Dexter Loomis defeats Roderick Strong in a strap match. Reports suggest that Strong fetishizes leather straps, so he is not considering this to be a loss. Strowman and Wyatt to officially have a swamp fight. It's like a regular wrestling match, except the air conditioning is off and they can't change their pants. A Dodge Viper was parked by the stage on NXT. Edge is currently being accused of the very same thing. Daniel Bryan regularly interrupts AJ Styles versus Drew Gulak with Zoom calls. It's thought that Bryan was attempting to call his family, but kept joining the wrong room due to his acute middle-agedness. WWE now has an official mask policy in place, as the entire locker room scrambles to find a luchador persona. First sign of budget cuts in AEW, as best friends were driven to the arena by Trent's mom. It's common law that scrounging lifts from family members is cheaper than an Uber. Bailey performs a disrespectful impression of The Undertaker. The dead man is now expected to come out of retirement for one more match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Matt Riddle reveals he had frostbite as a child and therefore can't feel anything in his feet. Jerry Lawler is now looking into blaming frostbite as a possible get-out for past crimes with his hands. If we're seriously talking about removing monsters from wrestling, that's where you start. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. You, you, you're both gone. On Wednesday, the war between AEW and NXT continued, as both brands presented the first week of their special shows, Fighterfest and The Great American Bash. To take a look at some of the behind-the-scenes happenings in our great sport, here's serious wrestling journalist and proud gecko owner Chris Litmus with his new segment, The Filth Rag. Why does he always have to give them such disgusting names? You're listening to The Filth Rag with Chris Litmus. Huff on the facts. The war between NXT and AEW is in full swing, with around one and a half million people tuning in to watch combat sports on a Wednesday. 
This is especially impressive, as studies show that American viewers prefer much more relaxing programming midweek, such as Antiquing with Chrissy Teigen, or NBC's new hit, ASMR for Dogs. Unless it's Shark Week, and then Wednesdays can get pretty deadly. We're currently slap-bang in the middle of both Fighter Fest and The Great American Bash, with part one in the rearview mirror, and part two cruising ahead at a legal speed limit. But who won week one? And who looks to come out on top for week two? Some wrestling journalists like to look at TV ratings, but as they only collect data from households with the surname Nielsen, I tend to ignore them due to inherent bias. Instead, I like to put my journalistic ear to the ground in order to sniff out the slightest taste of truth, and I do so by DMing my various sources inside both companies. My source in AEW, who shall remain anonymous, but is seen as something of an all-star. Is it too obvious that that's Chuck Taylor? Is it? Oh, you know, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. They said that AEW had the better first week, that everyone backstage agreed as much, but also divulged it would have been better had he and his best friend won tag team gold. My source in NXT divulged something a little juicier, so strap on. Uh, in. Some of the management at the black and yellow brand are looking to make an offer to purchase AEW. They want to do this so they can promote a brand new event, the Great American Fighter Fest for this time next year. My source was quoted as saying, and I quote, here's the quote now, quote, the only way to be better than Fighter Fest is to buy Fighter Fest. If we throw money at this franchise today, we can own it and run it into the ground tomorrow, unquote. And uh, a big shout out to Malcolm Bivens for that one. So it looks as though both sides are claiming victory, but it's important to remember who the real winners are. The fans. No matter what the inside sources or the Nielsen's claim, we get to witness hours of new wrestling every week. And that's special, particularly in these... And I don't believe this has been said before. Strange and uncertain times. I'm Chris Litmus, and remember, don't read the dirt sheets. Just inhale the facts from my filth rag. Through your ears, though, because this is a podcast. And there's just time to ask the wrestling groundhog if CM Punk will make a return to wrestling. No, oh, he's adorable. What was that? What did you say? No, CM Punk won't be returning to wrestling. Not for another six weeks at least. Join us Tuesday when we'll ask, should Nia Jax? And remember, you can support this podcast by following us on Twitter at KFabeCrunch. We don't post much, but that's because Twitter already seems really loud and very busy. And well, we, uh... <laughs> We don't really want to make a fuss. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. You're not quite daily, not quite news. Bump for the world of professional wrestling. The Kayfabe Crunch is kept sharp with thanks to Thumbtack Jacks, the tack shop you can trust. Just listen to our founder, Thumbtack Jack himself, who said, you can trust me, my tax will hurt, but only the right amount. Too little and you wouldn't come back. Too much and you'd be dead. 
My tax hurt the normal amount. Buy my tax. The Kayfabe Crunch.